I'd love the ability to make somebody magnetic too. I think that would be so make much someone fun. else magnetic. <laughs> so like a weird twist on Magneto. Like if I just touched you, and then all of a sudden, like stuff just starts like, but like strong enough that like you're not gonna pull a car, uh, or not weak enough that you won't pull a car, but yeah. strong enough that like paper clips and like nails and screws will just like stick to you. And it's just annoying. <laughs> Bottle caps. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. You're like walking down the street with all this trash attached to you. Yeah. Chains. Yeah. Like just like little stuff. How long would the effect last until you touch them again? Uh, 20 or 30 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Imperial Men, the podcast that brings you all things business from to complete failures. And that's me. That's me too. How's it going, Steve? It's all right. It's okay. Good. It's a it's a dark day. It's dark right now. Yeah. It's getting real dark. It's nighttime. Real early. It's not really nighttime. It's like, oh well, now it is. Yeah. Seven fifteen. Yeah. Dark time. But it's getting dark at like four four p.m. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's winter. Ah. Hate it. It's like you've never been here before <laughs> in this world. <laughs> uh, it's a dark day. Because uh, we're recording this on Monday, what is it, November 12th, and on this day, a giant has died. A titan, if you How will. How tall was he? He was uh, five foot something. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about Stan Lee. How did, did he just die of old age? He was 95 years old, man. Yeah. It was like a bout of <clears throat> pneumonia. Oh, really? You know, it was like some oh, yeah. alien, il- illnesses. That's too bad. I was sad. I don't usually get sad about celebrity deaths. Like, Robin, yeah. Robin Williams was very sad, but, like, you know, the S- Stan Lee was, like, my childhood. He, like, oh, yeah. made my childhood. I mean, I don't care about, like, comic books and stuff, but, I mean, he's super influential. Yeah. Like, you know, he basically sort of pioneered the genre for the longest time well it's funny they you know there's there's always that like shady side of how they say like stan lee took took the credit for like too much of marvel and and kind of like left jack kirby and steve ditko in the dust you but like know their names though jack kirby and steve ditko right yeah well so he didn't take too much oh well them. that's my point that's yeah. my point is that uh you know it, he gets a lot of bad rap for that but but it's not true like when when it says like story uh or like written by stanley art by jack kirby the, the that's not like a good representation of the group dynamic or like the d- group collaboration and and so recently i've been reading things of just like how how involved that business was at the beginning because like stanley was like the poster child he was like the showman he was like tap dancing for like Anyone who wanted to talk. So if Rolling Stones came to want to do an interview, Stanley was the man who would just like talk and talk and talk their ear off. And so like Rolling Stone would walk away and just be like, well, Stan, 
Stan Lee's thing. You know what I mean? And I don't think Lee realized like the effect he was like what he was saying exactly. So he didn't like lie, but he kind of like lied by omission. You know? Yeah, but that's how like so many things are, right? It's sure. just like he <clears throat> he was more verbose. Mm-hmm. So then he becomes sort of the ringleader. It's like the the front man of a band, right? Sort of thing, lead it, singer. You know, the, the the guitarist may be the best musician there, but whoever is the most flamboyant is going to get the most amount of credit for the success of it. I learned uh, an interesting thing from this podcast. Screw it. Let's talk about Spider Man. Uh, in which these two brothers... That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. We're not saying, screw it, let's talk no. about Spider-Man tonight. Good. Okay. <laughs> they were saying how um, the the process, they were going to the process of how they would make these like early comic books. And it would be like, the team would think about the plot of the story, and then the artists would draw the pages before Stanley plugged it in with dialogue. Which is kind of like kind of backwards than than what you would think. Like you would think you would make a script, and then the artist would draw it, and then then you'd have a letter. But the way they did it worked for them because they were doing so many comics at the time. Because that was like a boom in industry back then. Um, that they this was like the Marvel. They didn't have method. time to figure it all out. Yeah. they're just like fill it in right. and then put a story around it, and we'll we'll go from there. That's kind of cool. I yeah. like that. Right, that's a great story. Um. And yeah, and they made he made the entire Marvel universe that is now worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Billions. Yeah. Possibly trillions. Oh, okay. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, ever since I mean, Disney got a hold of them. That's just that's recurring yearly revenue of like a probably half a billion to a billion dollars every year. Yeah, least. it's like toys, toothbrushes. Do they own all the comics too or is it just the studios though? Disney? Yeah. Uh, Disney releases, like, Disney has a hand in the comic book. But they don't own every, they own every little bit and piece of Marvel? No. Okay. Because Sony has some rights to Spider-Man. Oh, Fox okay. has the rights to... Uh, well, um, Marvel isn't is kind of just a brand now that's owned by multiple players. Yeah. There's and they, no, like, there's no John Marvel right. left. Okay. What do you mean by John Marvel? I just mean like there's no like there's no ownership in Marvel that is still Marvel. Oh, like they I basically saying. sold every scrap and piece yeah, but of the there's company. like there's like a CEO of Marvel, right? But they're still owned by Disney, right? Right. Now they have now they have a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> now they have many masters to serve, right? Oh, but what a world. But yeah, I mean, I mean that that is crazy. It's now a giant, and it was about to go bankrupt, which is why they sold all their rights. Right. And now it was a game that that won. Like they won it. They yeah. took a gamble, and it paid off. Yeah. All right. So yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's, Stanley. Yeah. It's sad to see uh, pioneers go. Speaking of Disney. Hmm. Uh, we've discussed this before that Disney was um, creating their own direct-to-consumer streaming service. And Chris, we have a name. It is called Disney Plus. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) Way to go out on a limb on that one. What if they called it Danzy? (laughs) 
<laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be that'd be some that'd be some Brandon right there. But they just added a plus sign to their name, Danzy. Are you uh, are you going to? No, I'm not going to get this. Why would I? No, that's not going to be my answer. Okay. Uh, are you going to get this? No, I'm not, Steve. Why? I, well, I'm not sure why I would. I mean, I'm not that big of a Disney fan. I do like Disney movies. But it's like, it's not just Disney. It's Disney. It's Marvel. It's Star Wars. I know. I don't like any of that stuff enough to need it all the time. National Geographic? Nope. Pixar? I like, see, I like all those things, but I don't need to have them at my fingertips all the time. Yeah, you but know what I'm this, is, this might be the only place where you find them. Like, don't, don't you think that they're going to take away a little bit from Netflix? Can't rent? Oh, yeah, like on Apple. Go to the movies? Yeah, sure. But, like, this is That's where you... That's all I need. I don't need to see Toy Story 3 16 times. Well, you and I are different human beings. That's true. But don't you think, like, what about, like, when Nelly gets older? Wouldn't this be, like, a great... If she wants to, who's to say she doesn't say this stuff's dopey like I do? <laughs> but, like, in a higher baby voice? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's coming. It's going to launch. That's great. I mean, there's people that'll eat it up. They love Pixar. They love Disney. They love Marvel. It'll make them a ton of money. There's going to be a lot of people to subscribe. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, launching in late 2019. Um, which is like around the time that any remaining contractual ties with Netflix comes to an end. And so, Oh, like Pixar and Disney have some, Something. Some properties there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we watched uh, Coco right. on Netflix, so um, they still have some stuff, yeah. And so Netflix, hopefully right now, as we speak and talk on this podcast, is like figuring out some counterpoints, or not even counterpoints, but figuring out some like safety nets, figuring out a new thing to do, because like Netflix is not doing well. I wouldn't say they're not doing well. Fine. But I mean this is a this is a I don't know why you would say they're not doing this well. This is a stick in the side of the side of the maybe butt. maybe. I mean I don't think they're bringing down Netflix. I think it's a hole in the boat is what I'm saying. The Disney, Netflix has to figure out how uh, to plug back in. I mean they're going to be they're going to need to acquire more brands because the thing with Disney is and why it's been so strong for so long is that it's it's so focused on the quality of the brand where Netflix is not. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Netflix is willing to make like the most garbage, like I'll make American Pie 18 yeah, it's as a Netflix w- original, or they'll make a million Adam Sandler movies only because they know people will play it. It's a different That's way. That's a bad of, sign. Then it's, it's just going to be a trashy streaming service. <laughs> yes, but that also like paves the way for them to make good stuff too, right? And so, yeah. Disney usually is like pretty consistent that the quality is always really, really high. And Netflix is about making a service where you just constantly have tons and tons of original content mm-hmm. and a fucking cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so they have a large library. Like, they don't ever want to get into a situation where you log into Netflix 
and there's the beginning like, of the week and right. there's nothing new. Like right. every week there needs to be something new. Yeah. Or they're or they're just lose or they're gonna lose out the television. Because at this point they're so big, mm-hmm. people are choosing them over cable television. They have to give them a reason to like be there. Something every about night. what you're saying though feels like it's gonna bite them in the ass. I don't think so. No? I think it's just a I think it's just like a different style of like creating entertainment. Yeah. Like they're not they're not creating they're not creating entertainment like HBO does. HBO and Disney are sort of like in the similar environment i think in terms of like quality over quantity yeah but netflix has to like has to just shell out tons and tons of stuff and then they find niches like they're all about like stand-up comedy true they're all about that they've taken that they've they've taken that segment of entertainment they're all about there's also a niche that i kind of subscribe to is like the spooky ookums it's like the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Haunting of Hill House, Stranger Things. So you might be right. Yeah. The, 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 I'm just saying it is a hole in the boat that they just have to plug up. And they, they very well, it might just be a small hole that they have to plug up. I but know. it's definitely a chess move on Disney's part. Netflix, like we were talking about like, this in the, in before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's territory that they can control because the content is still theirs that they own. So they don't have to like go to Netflix to distribute it. They just looked at their catalog and was like, shit, we can do this ourselves. Right. Freaking Disney. Right. Like, what? We can't put we together can bring a this streaming in-house. service? Right. How hard can it be? this out? <laughs> Not that tough, probably, <laughs> for them. For, like, a company that's just, like, a trillion dollars, they're fine. So two things that, that fanboys are excited for. Let's see if you're as excited, Chris. We'll, we'll play a little, like, quick yay or nay. Okay. An as-of-yet unnamed live-action Star Wars series about Rogue One's Cassian Andor with Diego Luna returning for the role. And it is set to take place prior to Rogue One. But this, of course, is in addition to the Mandalorian, the series Jon Favreau is making for the service. Yeah or nay? I don't even know. I really have no idea what you just said. None of those words. Nothing. I heard Star Wars, live action Star Wars, and I thought... I'm sure that'll do well for people who like stars. The rest of it meant nothing. And then I heard John Favreau. <laughs> okay, what about this next one? Go ahead. I'm serious. Like, that's exactly what I heard. All right, I'm going to reread the sentence and you tell me, you say, you lost me right when I lose you. Okay, okay so I'm going to reread this. Go ahead. And as of yet, unnamed live action Star Wars series mm-hmm. about Rogue One's. Cassian Andor. Lost me. <laughs> yeah, that's a bunch of made-up Goo Goo Gaga yeah. words. Uh, what about this other one? An unnamed live-action Marvel Universe series focusing on Loki with Tom Hiddleston, who's returning as the role. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, come on. You who's know Loki. Loki is no. Thor's brother. Uh-uh. He's the trickster. You were, you were talking... The trickster? Yeah. He's the trickster. Joker? He's the god of mischief. I mean, uh, a little bit, but no, not Joker. So the Riddler? Uh, no, no. Completely different. He's a god. He... He's a god. He's a god. Yeah. Low key. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make up the name. <laughs> He's low key. Low key. It's, it's like the backup singer for like Jodeci is low key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I personally am going to be keeping a pulse on okay. Disney Plus versus Netflix, and okay. we'll see. 
And we'll remember this episode. We will. All right, Steve. Uh, Real quick, yesterday, today is 11-12. Yesterday Yesterday was... was 11, 11, 11, 11, which is Singles Day. Yeah, all one, 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 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Black Friday of China and Alibaba. Which we've talked about. We talked about it last year. They did $30 billion in sales yesterday. Um, the company's Singles Day volume, again, outpaced U.S. online sales on Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined and topped Amazon's Prime Day shopping bonanza, which should probably come as no surprise given that Alibaba, Alibaba's number of mobile monthly active users is 666 million, Whew. double the entire U.S. population. Yeah. <laughs> Now the now the thing with with Singles Day is what like if you're is it about you being single? You buy presents for yourself. Got it. Got so it. what a great wow, what a what a we don't have anything like that no. in this country. And, and you would th- think and thank God for is as a selfish narcissistic right. population that we have where everything's a freaking selfie. Everything that you post about online is about you. Mm-hmm. We don't have a day where we just celebrate ourselves and buy ourselves things, or is right. that just every day, right, in this country? Maybe, <laughs> right, essentially. And I so, mean, I mean, Black Friday, you're essentially buying shit for yourself. Yeah, because you go out and you're like, oh, I'll get my daughter these two books, but the television. Yeah, exactly. You ain't buying that for your mom. Nope, that's for the family. <laughs> yeah, right. The whole right. family can enjoy. Right. Chicago Bear, t- Chicago Bear football on that seventy-three inch television. So it's interesting yeah. because the the Singles Day is used as a barometer of Chinese consumers' spending, which I think is like really fucking interesting. That it's like that pointed of a of a strategy to have it. I mean, there's other things involved, obviously, but it is like it, it's it's. Because they gear it towards I'm buying for myself, that is a better way to analyze this shit than like Black Friday where you're like... I wonder if there's like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, I, I wonder if there's a deeper like psychological bend to it as well where like the Chinese sort of look at American capitalism uh, in terms of a population and they see that like decadence and... But there's also like that competitive drive within that yeah. country too, and yeah. so they see Black Friday and they're like, and so like they have to they're buying presents for themselves for this holiday, but at the same time it's sort of in a way to show America that they're we're we're like capitalists, like we're all about like <laughs> you know we can we can do this like Western thing, we can we can buy online, we can like make up bullshit holidays where we have to just like just to spike. Com- like spike retail. We'll just do it better. Yeah, but we're going to do it better. Yeah. We're not going to make up like people and gods and things like that. We'll just buy presents for ourselves and we'll lap you. <laughs> lap you on it. I like I like the idea that they're doing this despite trade war. Like they're like trade war or not. Like mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to go gangbusters with this. Why? Like what it's not like the trade war means nothing to them. It's not like they're buying. They're going out and buying soybeans. They're going out and buy, you know. They're going out and buying like consumer electronics and stuff like we would. Yeah, but I mean, there is stuff like Starbucks. 
I, like I got feel like indulgence items in China though wouldn't be as affected at with uh, the trade, with war, the trade as war as it would in America, right? That's fair. Yeah, I feel it's like it's more agricultural and I don't know. I could be completely wrong, Steve. We'll see. We'll see on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it gears us right up for Black Friday, which is like happening what next week? Next week. Yeah. Next week, next right? Friday is Black Friday. Isn't you, that crazy? I feel like I feel like Halloween. I feel like Thanksgiving always kind of sneaks up on you. It does. It does. So you're like, man, because like nostalgically, you think of Thanksgiving as just kind of like being part of Christmas, but it's not. No, nope. we got a lot of lead time here. I I know there's people out there wrapping poles with with bows and and garland and stuff. Too early. It's not Christmas time yet. Yeah, I don't see a tree. But dude, next week, yeah, the Wish radio station nonstop Christmas music. Well, right now it's all the music. Oh, that's already? what you're gonna do. Oh yeah, ninety ninety three point nine is already all... Christmas oh, music. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, November first, ninety three point nine. November first, yeah, they start playing twenty four hour Christmas uh-huh. music. Yep. Oh the my day god, after Halloween, they wonder why people kill themselves. <laughs> Around this time. Well, think about it. Uh-huh. You start playing like Christmas music to make people feel like good. Mm-hmm. When but they it don't, just makes them feel lonely. And it makes them feel lonely. And then mm. you play that for seven straight weeks and then you just cut it off mm. at like 8 p.m., day of Christmas. Cut Done. it off. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like what a wild ride. Yeah. Oh, did that feel good? Well, it's over. It's over. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new year. Yeah, it's funny because like, and then the new year kind of sneaks up on you too. It's not just Thanksgiving that sneaks up on you. It's New Year too because mm-hmm. that's like everything is like outshadowed by Christmas. Yeah. The number of years that I've been like, oh shit, I didn't make any New Year's Eve plans because I was like making all these Christmas plans. I don't know. Nobody cares about New Year's after you get past like thirty-five. You're like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. What's the one? So the only holiday that you're amped up for is Thanksgiving. I like Christmas too. Oh, okay. I like Thanksgiving. I like Christmas. I like giving people presents. Yeah. I love like the barbecue ones. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, all good. Yeah. Food ones. Those are all good. Yeah, you like food ones. Easter, I don't care about. Mm. It's not really food. Easter? I guess. Ham. Yeah. But (laughs) my mom used to do lamb. That was good. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back. And we are back. I'm Fury Men with Chris and Steve. Uh, I keep I keep forgetting to tell you, I keep seeing uh, Grinch signage up everywhere uh, and are you gonna one. are you gonna see the movie no why yeah you are it, w- it would be like seeing a movie by yourself yeah saying you don't want to do that <laughs> i'd have to confront myself <laughs> be like looking in a mirror yeah look at all my weaknesses mirror. <laughs> might make me feel good inside i will say this about grinch though they got they got some good um advertising going on stuff that i appreciate well, man um, they've been advertising it since Last Christmas, right. it feels like. But now they're doing this like billboard and CTA campaign, which I actually uh, really like. There's a billboard 
uh, on, I think it's 1994, maybe, uh, that when you're stuck in traffic, the billboard is like Grinch smiling and he's like, he says something like, I just love just like watching you in, in bumper to bumper traffic or something like that. Oh, it changes. No, no, it doesn't change, but it's, it's him smiling down on you as you're stuck in traffic saying, I'm reveling in the fact that you're stuck in traffic or the CTA signage is just like, I bet you just missed that last train or something. like that. I like that. that. That's great, right? That's very clever. That's great. Clever advertising. That's good. Now, I'm saying that because it's leading into what's been burying my biscuits lately. Oh my. And it's whatever the hell is going on with Coca-Cola's Facebook page. Okay. Now, a few days ago, they released a new profile photo um, that looked like almost like, is this going to be like their new logo? And it's a red, like it's a white C on a white background. No, sorry. A white C on a red background with a little arrow on it. And what we figure, eventually figured out is that it's a refresh symbol. Tristan figured it out, helped us figure it out. Yeah. And then their cover hub photo is like hashtag this little refresh symbol and then what looks like a page. So I can imagine that they're going for this like hashtag refreshing page kind of business. And then they're starting to post photos that are just gray. They're just <clears throat> square blocks of gray. What happens when you refresh it? Oh, are you about to show me something? Maybe. No. Oh? No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but there's a lot of comments on here like, Coke, you're drunk, go home. Or like, uh, looks like your social media team has gone a little flat. You hiring? <laughs> no. Like you had to keep pushing refresh because you're like hoping it'll load again. Yeah. I That stuff irritates me. Sure. It's like when IHOPs did the IHOPs and it was a burger and it's just like, it's like this troll culture that advertisers or brands are like, let's incorporate that into our adver- advertising. Yeah. Oh, it's just like rattling cages and I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think is a, it's not the greatest campaign it's weird that they have it take over their entire social media because i don't think it's that great right and it's and i think it's especially irritating because it's like a brand like coca-cola that is like a respectable they don't even need to do that yeah why are they doing this shit they can just put their well i guess they have to actually that's i mean that's the thing like if they don't what are they who are they appealing to what coke yeah, they got the polar bears. They got so many like I know that stuff can dinosaur out real quick. The, and they're the, gonna be they're gonna be making like weed coke pretty soon. Well, they are. I know. Oh yeah. I'm just saying like they gotta they gotta start appealing to like different oh, people. Oh, I see. They so maybe just, this is a little like seed for the weed people. They just have to be like thinking about like how they can cast a net. Like they used to cast wide nets, but how do they catch them into like the dark corners where people are smoking dope? Yeah, from November 9th to today. No, 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 it's just November 9th. They're they're posting all these gray photos. Uh you you have a point. You have a point. In that like they are a big enough company that they can try new things, try new advertising things like trial by error, test <clears throat> it here and there, see what comes of it. I just am Well, I mean, I, I was it. just reading this like <clears throat> business case study the other day and this was something from like the 60s or 70s we like did it as an exercise at work but it was interesting because like what they were saying was if you aren't constantly like pushing your company to the limits in terms of like what you're trying to do like you're risking losing 
market share all the time. So like you always have to be willing to take risks and push your company to a certain degree or else you're just losing. You're slowly losing. Yeah. But like you're, you're never going to like, you're never going to maintain market share if you just like stay, stay the course. Yeah. That's kind of thing. That's fair. But I mean, like, look at this, like you scroll down and they have this great, it's like meet RJ, meet Vivian, meet, you know, these people. Yeah, and from it, like the <clears throat> summertime when they put people's names on their, on the bottles, which is great. That shit's done now. Now it's time to refresh. Ugh, this is not a good. I don't know, man. That's like this goes right into like New Year's. You know what I mean? Like they can tie this into a bunch of different. Well, things. let's see where they go because right now I, it's a bunch I of square you, this grays. Is, this is like this is a this is like a New Year's resolution. They, this might be the most ingenious thing that you've ever seen. We'll see. Because right now I'm just looking at square square photos. photos of gray january 1 2019 every coke has marijuana in it (laughs) just a total refresh of the brand you think that that early that's it they just they put it in every bottle and then they just they have an ad and they just say to the government stop us and then the government just says fine it's just legal everywhere they could yeah if they if they put thc in every bottle of coke Uh uh-huh and didn't tell anybody until it was out in market, and they're like, "Hey, by the way, the government would just say fine." <laughs> I don't know. They weren't. What are they gonna do? Stop? They're gonna go into every store. Yeah, they'd have a massive recall. No, you don't think our government would stop? Too late. It's out there. I think Coca Cola would get sued by Reefer the Madness, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get it rolling out. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> Speaking of something that didn't work out, what? the Dow Jones. Well, the best part, of, well, I don't know. Nothing's good about this because, like, we can't laugh at it because yeah. it's like, oh, the Dow tanked 600 points. <laughs> oh, so did my retirement. Oh, shit. I probably lost a few thousand dollars today <laughs> just from all that crap. But inside baseball right here, when I had posted it on our set list, mm-hmm. it was at 400. And you were the one who were like, oh, that's so funny that you posted that because it's since then been 600. Yeah, you posted it at lunch, and since then it's tanked even more. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some of the stuff, this is what makes you just like want to throw up in your mouth when you're like, yeah. my retirement's in this. Yeah. Apple sank 4.7% Monday um, just because they were worried there'd be a slow demand for the iPhone. So I can't go on vacation with my wife. Right. You can't go see whales. So I got to work an extra year. On the Alaskan cruise. Yeah. That means one more year in the workforce. Because you just decided. Because cause I, cause Apple had a, a lithium battery issue. <laughs> decided to wait a yeah. few minutes. Gotta, Chris, Chris has got to go get a job at Home Depot for the last 20 years of his life. Yeah. That, this stuff always stresses me out, but I always try and look at, I always try and look at it head on because if you just... If you get stressed out with it and then you just put your head under the pillows, then you're never going to, like, figure out how to, like, navigate around this shit. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just talking about, like, in the financial end, stuff. Uh, in the end, it'll balance out. In the end, it's fine. Right. But hopefully. But. You got to have financial backups. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like. Like what? Well, you can yeah. transfer it. Yeah. That's why you get a gun and a coffee can <laughs> and you hold steady, Steve. That's it. You buy a house, you get you get a lot of cash, and you get a safe, and yeah. you get a firearm. Be, 
it it sounds crazy uh-huh. until stuff like this happens, and then it all makes perfect sense. Uh, anything else on the Dow Jones? Um, not really. I mean, it's <laughs> you know other than people losing everything right today on this, um, but it's just looking like you know we're probably getting into more of a bear market. Oil. Uh, oil gained as Saudi Arabia signaled it would cut production in December, but rolled over after President Donald Trump tweeted his displeasure. Speaking of a bleak future, Chris, let's turn it over to our robot apocalypse segment okay. that we always like to sprinkle in Sure. when we're talking business. There's a German company called Festo that is trying to learn more from the natural world in order to improve the future of automated machines. And so what they're doing is that they're making robots that can fly and swim just like animals. There's like a little bird that looks like a bird. It's not a bird. It's a robot. There's a little white bat that falls in. But wait, it's a robot. It's flapping just like a bat. That's crazy. Uh, there is a jellyfish. There's like robotic jellyfish. And then this penguin is the freakiest one of them all. Because it looks just It's like, like moving its one. head. So what's the, I guess what's the long-term strategy here is like that they just want to make other machines, like they're trying to study other animals or are they just trying to creep people out? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> creeping me out. But I think what they're trying, I'm sure it's like trying to uh, analyze how flexible automated machines could be. But using- they just made them. Oh, look at this kangaroo. See, this stuff, this isn't like, they don't need to like analyze it. They just built it. I know, but then they got to make it practical in some capacity. So what? Are we going to be riding around on kangaroos? That's what I'm wondering, because that's not comfortable. I don't know, but I wouldn't mind it. (laughs) Oh, like, look, this is a little, like, fish. Oh, man, that's an octopus that's gripping a can. That's Doc Ock. That's some Doc Ock shit right there. Hmm. I I think it is, like, how how do we evolve our robotics using animal... I think with mechanics. So we already know that robots are going to take over humans. Right. Starting and with murder us all. Siri and Alexa. So I think what this company is trying to do is they want to have Roma, uh, robots that will demonize animals <laughs> and murder them. Oh. So okay. they want to have. They need someone to focus on humans. Someone to focus they on. Need, they need kangaroo robots that can. And they're going to let them loose in the outback to track down every single live kangaroo and exterminate it. Man, could you imagine being hunted by robot kangaroos? If you're a kangaroo, that'd be even worse. <laughs> if you're a pack of kangaroos and you just see these like robotic... <laughs> dead. Do you think a robot kangaroo could take down a real kangaroo? Of course. Especially if it had laser vision, right? It's probably got all the bells and whistles. But I feel like there's some like... Like, real kangaroos can pivot in ways that robot kangaroos can't. I feel like a real kangaroo could probably dodge a robot robot kangaroo. What if there were, like, a thousand of those? Oh, no. No way. (laughs) Dead. All of the Australian outback is now taken over by robot kangaroos. They lay down and just expose their soft marsupial underbellies. (laughs) They, they like, pull pull their pouch down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quick year and a before we wrap up. All right. uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. The theme, Chris, is cheese. All right, I'm listening. Now, you like cheese, right? I love cheese. Now, how do you feel 
about the holidays. You love the holidays. We already talked about that. So you like both cheese and holidays. So what if I were to tell you that they make mac and cheese candy canes? Oh, boy. I don't know. Would They're... you hang those on your tree? Uh, Would you no, eat them? No. That, what could it... Could it taste like... Like, what is it? Does it actually taste like... Is it sweet? No, I bet I bet it's um it just tastes like I bet it's like hard. the popcorn jelly beans. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but it's like boy. cheese. Oh boy, Steve. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. That's like an Archie McPhee thing too, so it's like not it's just a novelty. It's probably plastic, right? No, I think you can eat it. You would eat that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, crazy candy cane flavors. Last year they tried rotisserie chicken flavor. Gross. And Mac it was, cheese. It was an experience, which means this reviewer says no good. this one isn't bad. Smells like cheese and tastes like mac and cheese, but the sweetness overpowers the flavor Sweet. eventually. So it's doable. Ugh. <laughs> God. Would you just put sugar on, like a like cut a nice slice of cheddar cheese and then just pour like sugar on it, like coffee? My dad used to always mess up making mac and cheese because he would always put salt in it before he would put the mac and cheese in it. The box doesn't call for. He salt. would always put salt in it instead of cheese. <laughs> it was just salty noodles. Okay, so yay that one. Yes. Okay, we're yaying that. How do you feel about Cheeto ice cream? <sighs> Cheeto. Is it flaming hot? I think it is. Is it really? Wait, I'm looking it up. Yep, flaming hot Cheetos oh, ice cream. Oh, I would definitely try that. So there's this place, Big Gay Ice Cream in New York, that's known for their like unconventional. Oh, okay, ice cream so it's flavors. like a local shop, and <clears throat> that they they infuse it with like Cheetos powder powder. It would be so gross. I can't imagine like how. I mean, well, I don't know. It's tough to say. Sometimes when you're eating like really salty, hot things like a sweet. Sweet ice cream tastes good afterwards, but I don't know if you want to do it at the same exact time. I just never go. I never go to an ice cream shop and I'm like feeling experimental. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never to want to do point, all the. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd rather just get like chocolate vanilla swirl at that point. Yeah, I just want to try. I want to see pistachio. Like, are you any good at making ice cream? <laughs> I want to try it out. If if I eat somebody's like uh, Cheeto ice cream, one. I'd eat too much ice cream because I'm bored right. with the standard flavors. Right. But I don't know. I, I think I would try this one. I would try I it. I would try this over the candy canes. We can, we can make it ourselves, you know. True. We just have to get vanilla ice cream. And put it in a blender. Crunch up some. And put Cheetos in. We can make Cheeto, uh, Flamin' Hot Cheeto uh, um, milkshakes. Do you want to do it? Yeah. We'll do that next episode. Next episode. Uh, the last thing is uh, Cheeto crab. So it's soft, soft shell crab that you roll in uh, Cheeto dust and then deep fry it. And they make it into like some sandwich. And they put like nacho cheese on it too. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> it's the Flamin' Hot Cheeto soft shell crab sandwich. It's a place uh, in Jersey that, that yeah, sells it. Callahan's yep. in Norwood. This guy, the executive chef. I wanted to change things the up a bit. The executive chef. <laughs> yeah, well, this guy. Go on. He's an executive chef. They don't. He don't get a title like that. For what? You're breading a a crab in in flaming hot Cheetos and deep frying it and putting canned cheese sauce on top. You're an executive chef. 
So he says, I wanted to change things up a bit. And one of the things I noticed when he first tried it out. That there wasn't enough disgusting food on this menu. Oh, and I didn't notice that there was a Cadillac that was mounted to the wall in this dive. (laughs) Executive chef. (laughs) I feel like you're nailing it just on that principle. Yeah, the fact that that guy hit that title just rubs me the wrong way. It It looks neat, though. It's all red. It looks cool. But come on. Would you ever, if you went, you would never go to that restaurant because you'd never want to see that guy. I would never want to see him. I would eat that thing all day. I'd I'd eat that every day for lunch if I could. Just a hot Cheeto crab. (laughs) How dare he call himself an exec? Oh, is that because he put put a little salt on the arugula that he put on top of that slop of a sandwich? (laughs) And he's an executive chef. Yeah, that's all it takes. Just a little little salt bay on top of some arugula, and then all of a sudden you're a fucking executive chef. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't expect you to get fired up about that piece, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad we found it. I'm glad we found something. Uh, Chris, the next episode, it'll be... It'll be... What? Before Thanksgiving. Like, it's going to be our lead up to Thanksgiving and Black Friday. It'll be... We're going to have a Thanksgiving... Uh, preparing for the holiday and preparing for Black Friday. What to get ready for, where the big deals Ooh, are. I like that. You know what I'm... Or as, uh, as as the industry folk like to say. Yeah. Doorbusters. Nice. We'll have a survival guide. All of that next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on Inferior Man. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and write a review. Special thanks to Brad Kemp at Second Bedroom Studios for our theme music. Uh, Inferior Man is part of the Universe Head Podcast Network. To check out more content from us and find other great Universe Head podcasts, go to universehead.com. We'll see you next week. And remember, the Superior Man invested in robot dolphins. The Inferior Man drank six Cokes, trying to refresh his Facebook. Join us next week for another episode of Inferior Man. Good luck, everyone. Executive chef.